When I was a freshman at Indiana State University, way, way back in 1993, I uh, had a problem. I was worried. I was scared. I was afraid. I was out of money. And I had a tuition payment due on Monday. It was Sunday evening, and I was in my dorm room, and uh, my coupon book for my monthly payment was on my desk, just staring at me. And I knew that I had to pay my tuition bill the next day, and I didn't have enough for it. And if I didn't come up with the $20 I needed to pay my tuition, there was a, a good chance they were going to send me home, and that I wasn't going to be able to finish my freshman year of college. I didn't have the money for it. I didn't have a job. And like I said, I was worried. I was scared. I, I remember I was doing laundry, and I had my laundry basket on my bed, and I'm standing there sorting my laundry and just kind of trying to figure out. Yeah, I do my own laundry, by the way. Domestic goddess right here. So I, uh, you know, I'm sorting through my clothes, and, and I, I'd gone to church that morning at the Christian Student Fellowship there at Indiana State. And I, I actually, had, I'd, believe it or not, uh, I, I wore a, a dress shirt, a white dress shirt like this. And um, I, I remember looking through my laundry, sorting my clothes, and I was scared. I had a lot of worry, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. We worry about a lot of things, don't we? We really do. We worry about our daily needs, food, clothing, shelter. We worry about our kids and our grandkids. We worry about the future. What does the future hold? What does the future hold for our country? What does the future hold for our families? Well, what does the future hold for future generations? We worry about our schools. You put your kid on a bus in the morning and he goes or she goes to school. You hope they're going to make it home that night. We worry about our spouses. They go off to work. And we wonder if she's going to make it home. He's going to make it home. If there's going to be an accident. We worry about a lot of things. We worry about so much. We worry about our health. Maybe you got some test results lately that haven't been very encouraging or a loved one has had some test results lately that haven't been very encouraging we worry about the health of our families we have a lot of worries a lot of fears and a lot of anxiety over a lot of different things and we feel that i don't know where you're at this morning or, or what you're worried about what fears you're facing today but I want to talk with you today about a brand new series called Put God First. Now, this series is a four-week series that we're starting today. And it's all about priorities and how we can prioritize God first in our lives. Today, we're going to talk about seeking God first. Next week, we're going to talk about loving God first. Then we'll talk about serving God first. And finally, Thanksgiving weekend, we'll talk about thanking God first. And so we're going to talk about what it means to put God first in our lives. After 
uh, Thanksgiving, we're going to have a Christmas series called What a Difference a Day Makes, Christmas Edition. And we're going to talk about the difference that uh, Christmas made in the lives of the people who experienced it first. Then for the last Sunday, uh, last weekend in the year and the first weekend next year, we're going to talk about our 2020 vision as we get ready to celebrate the 100th anniversary of GFCC. So that's where we're going over the next couple of months. But for today, we're going to talk about putting God first and what it means to seek God first and how our worries keep us from seeking God first. So if you brought a Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 6. If you didn't bring one, you can grab one out of the chair in front of you. It's on page 787 of that Bible. Uh, or you can follow along on your GFCC app if you have the app on your phone or your tablet. Uh, you can find the app by searching for GFCC in your app store, and you can download it, create an account. You can follow along with the sermon notes, uh, as well as get push notifications. And uh, you can give your tithes and offerings through the app even. It's very convenient. Um, so I encourage you to get the app if you haven't gotten it yet. Um, like I said, we're in Matthew chapter 6, and the, the book of Matthew, or the gospel of Matthew, is a biography of Jesus written by one of his disciples and close friends, uh, a man named Matthew. Now, Matthew was a tax collector by trade, uh, and much like uh, much as you would expect, uh, tax collectors weren't very well liked in Matthew's day uh, because they worked for the government uh, of the Romans. Uh, they worked for the Roman government, and the Roman government was hated by the Jews because the Roman government was occupying the land that God had given them. And when Matthew, who was a Jew, went to work for the Romans, they viewed him as a traitor. And tax collectors were often uh, cheats as well. They would not only uh, would they um, work, were they working for the Romans, but they were also cheating their own people out of money. So Matthew is not very well liked, but that's exactly who Jesus goes up to and says, Matthew, he's sitting in his tax collector's booth, I want you to follow me. And so Jesus invited Matthew into this incredible adventure of following him. Uh, and, and it eventually led to Matthew uh, writing a gospel, writing the good news about Jesus in this biography. And that's where we are today in the gospel of Matthew. Now we're going to look at a part of the Sermon on the Mount, which was the longest recorded sermon that Jesus gave in the gospels. It's three chapters, Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. And we're right smack dab in the middle of it in Matthew chapter 6. And so we're going to look at verses 25 through 34 today for the next few minutes. Uh, and, and this is all about worrying and seeking God first. So if you got your Bible, turn there, Matthew 6, 25, and let's start reading. Therefore, Jesus says, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? Now, I've told you before that the New Testament was written in ancient Greek, and the ancient Greek word for worry is a word merimnao. And the word merimnao means to worry or to be anxious or to be troubled with cares. Anybody here feeling a little bit of merimnao today? Maybe a little bit worried or anxious, troubled with cares? Jesus said that he asked the question, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? 
If we've learned anything from science and medicine is that we cannot add any time to our lives by worrying. In fact, worrying will often shorten our lives and take away our peace of mind and take away our quality of life. So when we worry, we're actually doing more damage and harm to ourselves. I like what a man named John Power once said. Uh, he said that worrying is a lot like banging your head against the wall. It only feels better when you stop. It's true. Worrying will not make you feel any better. In fact, it will only make you feel worse. The Old Testament talks about worry. Uh, the Pro book of Proverbs says this in chapter 12, verse 25. It says, worry weighs a person down. Worry weighs a person down. And it's true. It weighs heavy on your heart and on your mind and on your soul. Worry doesn't help. And we worry about a lot of things. The things that Jesus talks about here in this first part of Matthew 6, 25 uh, through 34, is that what, what we tend to worry about is we will worry about our daily needs. He says, why are you worried about food and, and what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink? Why are you worried about your daily needs? In fact, he says that we shouldn't worry about our daily needs, uh, things like food and drink and clothing. Uh, he says that, um, we need to, instead of worrying, uh, he gives us some practical suggestions of, of what we can do. Um, he says, look at the birds of the air. You know, when you think about the birds, birds are so insignificant. They're absolutely everywhere, right? And, and we don't think too much about the birds, but your heavenly father, he says, feeds them. And if your heavenly father feeds the birds, won't he take care of you? Jesus says you are much more valuable than the birds of the air. And how do we know this? How do we know that we are much more, not just more valuable, but much more valuable than the birds of the air? It's because Jesus didn't die for the birds. Jesus died for you. Jesus didn't die for the birds. He died for you. So that if you'll put your faith and trust in Jesus by believing in him and turning away from sin and repentance, confessing your faith and getting baptized... God will not only wash away your sins, but he will fill you with his Holy Spirit and remind you of his love for you, that he cares for you. And he will take away your fears, your worries, and your anxieties and help you to trust him more. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, the Apostle Paul told the church at Philippi, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So instead of worrying about everything, we should pray about everything. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Because when we worry about things, we are taking them out of God's hands. We need to hand them over to God. And, and you may think to yourself, well, I can't pray about my situation. I can't pray about myself. I feel so selfish if I pray about my needs or if I pray about myself. Don't. Uh, don't get me wrong. You need to pray for yourself. Jesus said in the, in the Lord's Prayer, give us today our, what? Our daily bread. Give us today our daily bread. In other words, pray for yourself. Pray for your needs. Pray for the things that you're worried about. It's okay to pray for yourself. It's not being selfish. You're doing what Jesus told you to do. Pray for others, yes, but pray for yourself too. So pray for yourself. Pray for your needs. 
Think about this. When your kids uh, come to you and ask for something, or, or better yet, when your grandkids come and ask for something, how do you treat them? Why? What do you think I am, an ATM? I mean, again, that's kids. But like grandkids is different, right? Oh, my goodness. What can grandma get you? What do you need? Do you need a dollar? Do you need $10? you need $50? I need $50. You shut up. I'm talking to my grandchild. You laugh because it's true. But how do we treat our kids and our grandkids when they come in and genuinely ask us for something that they need? We don't turn them away. We don't give them the opposite. How can I help you? That's how God looks at us. So when you have a need, when you have a worry, when you have a fear, when you're anxious about something, take it to God. Don't worry about anything, Paul says. Instead, pray about everything. And we can do this because God cares about us. This is what Peter wrote in 1 Peter 5, 7. Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. God cares about you. God loves you. He is concerned about you. Right there where you're sitting, whatever you're going through, whatever worries and fears that you've got this morning and that you can't uh, get out of your head, that you can't get out of your heart, whatever your worries are, God cares about you and the things that you're worried about and the things that you're concerned about. God cares about you. So take him the things that you're concerned about. Don't deal with them on your own. Don't think that you've got to have all the answers. You've got to figure it all out. Take it to God. He cares about you. Let's keep going. Verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes, Sean? Your Calvin Klein jeans. I do. It's sad. See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You have little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. God knows everything about you. He knows everything that you need. And he cares for you, like we just said. He knows everything that you need before you even ask him. That's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 8. He said, your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. So ask him. Don't try and handle it on your own. Don't try and do it on your own. Ask him. The book of James says you have not because you ask not. Ask him because he cares about you. Jesus said that the pagans, the unbelievers, run after all the things of this earth. All, they run after all the things of this world. They run after the food and the clothing and the drink and, and the possessions and the stuff. This is not how it's supposed to be for you. You have little faith. Have faith. Trust God. Believe that he can provide, that he will provide. He says, do not be like the pagans who run after all these things. When we worry about things, when we worry about our lives, when we worry about the stuff of this world, uh, we are more like atheists than we are like Christians. When we worry, we are more like atheists than we are like Christians. So don't be an atheist. Be a Christian. 
Trust your heavenly father. Trust him to provide. Trust him to take care of you. Trust him to heal where healing is needed. Trust him. Look at verse 33 and 34. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So instead of worrying about the things of this world, we need to be seeking after the things of God, his kingdom and his righteousness. Uh, The word for kingdom, uh, the kingdom means God's rule and reign in our lives, that we need to submit to the rule and reign of God in our lives. That we surrender to God's rule and reign. We seek first his kingdom. We seek to do his will first. And we seek his righteousness first. And his righteousness is, is doing the right things. It's serving other people. It's helping the poor. It's taking care of, of those in need. That we seek God's kingdom, his rule and reign first. And we seek to do the right things right alongside it. So we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, not our own. And when we seek him, we will find him. That's what it says in Matthew 7, 7 and 8. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. So ask, seek, knock, search after God, pursue God with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your strength and all of your mind. Pursue God with everything you've got and he will take care of you. He will provide everything that you need. Put your hope and trust in him. Hebrews eleven six says this. It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to Uh, To come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly or sincerely seek him. So seek him and he will reward you with his presence. He will reward you with his protection. He will reward you with his provision. Seek after God and he will reward you. The, The word for seek in the New Testament is the word zeteo. And it means to seek in order to find. So it's not a fruitless search that we're going after. It is not some wish upon a star. It is a, it is a, a seeking with the expectation of finding. That when you seek God with all that you are, you will find him. When you seek the truth, you will find him. When you seek his love, you will find it and you will feel it. Seek after God first and he will reward you with himself. So when it comes to the worries of this life, when it comes to the worries of this world, when it comes to the things that you're concerned about, whether it's your daily needs or the future or whatever it may be, I have some encouraging words for you today. First, seek God first and let him handle the rest. Seek God first and let him handle the rest. There are two things Jesus talks about in this passage that we might be worried about. The first is our daily needs. 
You may be concerned about the things that you're eating, the things that you, you need to wear, the, the house that you're living in. And, and I get it. Uh, there's so much to worry about. You're looking in your refrigerator or you're looking in your pantry and the food supply is dwindling and it's two weeks until payday and you can't go grocery shopping. You don't know how uh, you're going to uh, survive. You don't know how you're going to feed your family. Or you may be worried uh, about your clothes, about the clothes that your kids wear because your kids keep growing and they just won't stop. How am I going to clothe these kids that can barely afford shoes to wear to work? Or you're worried about your job. There's rumors of layoffs or there's rumors of re relocations. And you're worried about your job. You're worried about your car because it's not starting now. It needs new tires and it's supposed to snow. What is up with that? And you're worried. You're worried about so many things in those daily needs. Or you're worried about the future. You're worried about tomorrow. You're worried about next week or next month or next year. And like I said, it may be a health concern that's got you scared about the future. It may be a relationship that's falling apart and it's got you scared about the future. Uh, it may be the, the state of our world. It may be the state of politics or the state of the economy that's got you scared about the future. The question I have for you today is, are you worried about your world or are you seeking God's kingdom? Are you worried about your world or are you seeking God's kingdom? Because sometimes we'll seek uh, will worry more about our world than seeking the things of God. And when you only worry about your world, there's no room for God or his blessing. When you only worry about your world, there is no room for God or his blessings. But when you seek God first, you find God and receive his blessings. When you seek God first, you will find God and you will receive his blessings. So seek him first. Trust him to provide. Trust him to heal. Trust him to take care of you. Because when you worry, you take him off the throne. When you worry about the things of this world, you take him off the throne and you try and take his seat. Because you're not trusting him to be God. And he is God. And you are not. I'm not. So the more I worry, the more I try and take his place. The more I worry, the more I try and take his throne. Because I believe that somehow I have to be the provider. I have to be the protector. I have to be the healer. But God's word tells me that he is the provider. He is the protector. He is the healer. Let him sit on his throne. Don't take his place. Trust him to be your provider. Trust him to be your protector. Trust him to be your healer. Trust in the Lord. What does Proverbs 3 say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him Seek him first, and he will make your, your path straight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust him to be your provider, your protector, and your healer. 
So I sat there on my, on my bed in my dorm room. I didn't know where the money was going to come from. I was $20 shy, $20 short. And I'm sitting there listening to the radio, sorting my laundry. And I pulled out the shirt that I had worn to church that day at the Christian Student Fellowship. I pulled out my, my white dress shirt back when I used to dress up for church. And, and, and as I normally do, whenever I do laundry, I check the pockets. And, and, and as I check the pocket of my, my white dress shirt, I pulled out a $20 bill. Now, I was a poor college student. I didn't have $20. So I didn't put it there. And I don't know if somebody else did. I don't know where it came from. But as I collapsed to my bed with tears in my eyes, I heard a song playing on the radio by a Christian artist by the name of Twyla Paris. And it was the song, God is in control. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe that that $20 bill got there on accident. I don't believe that that song was playing on accident. I believe that my God knew exactly what I needed, right when I needed it, and that I needed to learn to trust Him. So whatever you're worried about today, trust Him to be your provider, your protector, your healer. And know that in His perfect timing, in His perfect will, there can be provision and there can be protection and there can be healing so trust him to be god trust him to provide trust him to protect trust him to heal do not worry my friends god's got this and god's got you he loves you he cares for you and he will take care.